Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome to this bonus episode of Comic Book Nation, the only show that does it all for geek culture and the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and as you can see in this rare hoodied up version of myself, I am still recovering from the emotional damage of the Super Bowl as a proud Philadelphia Eagles fan, but uh, glowing in the basque of victory over there is my co-host, Connor Casey, introduce yourself. Just kidding. We don't need to hear from you. You already have enough shine. And my other co-host, Matthew Aguilar, is with me as well. Boys, how you doing? What's for up, real, everybody? for real. How you guys doing? I'm good. Did something <laughs> happen last night? I I, I couldn't keep uh, track. I see I, should, I see. I tried to extend some niceties, and this is what happened. So we are here on the job today not to talk about football, but to talk about the part that appeals to us here at comicbook.com which is, of course, the trailers that dropped. Every Super Bowl, we do a mad scramble to cover all the biggest trailers and do all the quickest breakdowns we can of things for you guys here at comicbook.com. And last night certainly brought us some fun stuff to talk about. All right, let's start right at the top because uh, let's waste no time. The first and biggest thing that we are going to be discussing today is, of course, Deadpool and Wolverine, which was the most easily the most highly anticipated trailer that was going to drop during the Super Bowl. And uh, yeah, we got it and we got it pretty early on. So this trailer kind of reveals Wade Wilson, Ryan Reynolds kind of hanging out with the characters we saw in Deadpool 2. Some of them kind of doing, you know, mysteriously back from the dead or so or things like that or whatever anyway i can't make sense of what the group is doing jim is asking me if we want to have a meeting right now jim viscari producer but i'm just trying to host a live show but uh anyway back to this we see deadpool he's in kind of the remnants of what we would see at the end of deadpool 2 with all his buddies tva comes in there's instant loki connections we have matthew mcfadden from succession who plays paradox this agent who uh wants deadpool to f- do a mission that he kind of sells is making deadpool a hero of heroes, but obviously I feel like this is misdirection and he's playing to Wade's ego and he basically sends him somewhere that we want to talk, which is what I want to make the focus of this discussion. Um, he sends him to this place, this kind of wasteland where if you've been do- what, reading our trailer breakdowns, it seems pretty clear. We get, uh, what do you call that thing? Eliath. Is that what we call yeah. it? Yeah. Eliath from Loki is snatching people up T- TVA hunters in one scene. There's this whole Mad Max vibe to this place with uh, 
people like Pyro from the early X-Men movies hanging out. And we know others from leaks and things we've seen of this movie that there will be others here. So it seems pretty clear to me for a Marvel movie, for anybody who's been kind of keeping the pieces together of all this, that it, it honestly seems like Deadpool is pulled out of the Fox universe and sent to possibly stop someone or some ones in this kind of wasteland of the TVA, the void is what we call it from Loki um, that has pieces of different realities in it, including a very hilarious 20th century Fox logo that's buried, which I love that somebody built that set piece um, with a humongous 20th century Fox logo. And uh, it, this is kind of like wasteland wars, right? It is kind of like a Mad Max ish, like, here are pieces of realities that have been torn apart, you know, and I bet there'll be a lot of meta jokes about how Disney did all this and like, and how it kind of condensed and made this one universe where all these other things used to be. And you could actually have a good at once funny kind of classic Deadpool movie, a good kind of meta commentary movie about this whole process and what's happened with like the Fox and the Disney of it all and having one MCU, because I know my buddy Rob Keys at Screen Rant used to always debate whether this was a good thing for Marvel to have everything or DC to have everything versus being able to have like an X-Men movie when you're getting MCU movies and all that other stuff. So it has been a debate and, you know, a good way to kind of condense this all down and weirdly have a non-heavy way to set up something like Secret Wars. So it looks like it could be doing a lot of heavy lifting here, but um, what did you guys think of this as kind of just a first taste? And it really was a teaser trailer in the traditional sense, but what'd you guys think of it? Honestly, it was exactly what I expected. They were going to give hints as to what he's doing, what his involvement with the TVA is. We'd get a flash of Wolverine. We don't get the full, here's what Hugh Jackman looks like in the suit. It's We only see him from behind. There's little teases out there for all the youtube channels to grab i've also i've already seen the hey is he lying next to an issue of secret wars that feels important stuff like that the only thing i was kind of bummed about was the first two movies were so much of them were about his relationships and for them to pretty much indicate in this trailer that yeah he and his better half uh, they didn't make it that, that kind of sucks especially with how much uh deadpool 2 was about bringing her back I was kind of bummed to be like, yeah, they're just they're they're friends. If even that she looked kind of pained to even call him buddy there. That That's kind of I don't know. I was bummed by that. But other than that, no complaints. I feel like there's going to I mean, because Ryan Reynolds has tried to make sure that there is a kind of dramatic underpinning to these or at least some note of seriousness to ground it all. Like you said, the second film was really almost. There was a tragic kind of, it wasn't too far off from like the time traveler's wife with whom Jackman and like this kind of doing whatever it takes to bring this person you love back. But I could see this one and, and the reasoning being like Wade Wilson never grows up or does anything new or, or, or serious or substantial with his life. Yeah. And that being the kind of character arc. And that's why Matthew McFadden's whole thing like appeals to him, right? It's like, here's a chance. It's not just, you can be a hero among heroes. It's like, you can show Vanessa that you've done something serious and substantial in life, but of course it goes haywire. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, what'd you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of, um, I think you guys have really put it, put it well. I mean, I, I will say that there is a part of me that hopes I agree with Connor in that the, 
family dynamic, right? That kind of ragtag group of people that have formed a family around Wade has been like the one of the best parts about the two movies. Um, so I do hope that it's not a, hey, they're in the first 10 minutes and then we're on this wild adventure and then they show up at the very end. Uh, that would be a bit of a bummer for me because that's those are the the people that ground Wade. Those are the people that ground the theatrics and everything. And I know a big part of the movie will be his, you know, best friend, best buddy Logan and that dynamic. But I still want the the those two movies were successful for a reason, and I still want those people in and around his life throughout this new chapter. So I I hope we get more of them than what the trailer implies. But that's a very small critique, and we haven't obviously seen the movie, so that could be very well the case. Uh, I think it's, it's you are a lot to the, make up of. I think you already know the truth deep down. That's why you're saying this is you already have it figured out. What's going to happen here? It's going to be. A I, already, I mean, it's, it's a feeling, yeah. right? And it, it, it yeah. does it does very much give that impression. So I I mean, it's I'm not going off of nothing here, but at the same time, I am going to like give them the. <laughs> the reasonable thing of seeing the movie first before I go and make a judgment off a of, you know what a minute teaser trailer like I'm not I'm not doing that um but I do think I hope that that's the case I like actually that they saved the big Logan stuff for later I I'm it's okay like it's okay to not get everything in one trailer I've seen some people like I want to see more Wolverine like the movie's called that you know what I mean I, I'm good like save some things for the the lead up right up until release uh right. this looks fun he's in the title gonna you're gonna see him like that's yeah. that's not the concern. right yeah also yeah there's some things to address it just kind of bringing what you're saying in the comments like i also think you got to remember the marketing campaign and, and ryan reynolds is a master at this like there's going to be a i mean this one had blood splatters and stuff but there's going to be a red band at some point mm -hmm. like there has to be which is going to be like it just probably a crazy pastiche of them just stabbing the crap out of each other, healing, stabbing, like in all of that nonsense that we're going to probably see because it ends right before that. But I could imagine a red band just kind of like picking up with just the stepping everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, yeah, I, I mean, I think it seems pretty clear that at, at the very best, you will have a story where, you know, again, there's going to be a story here where, yeah, Wade hasn't kind of matured in a certain way, even though having this family around him, he's not really quote unquote like family dad material. But like right. by the end of this, he has to make a serious decision to do some kind of sacrifice. It probably ends up in a universe where these people aren't the same. Like all his family right. is still alive, but they're not. It's a wonderful kind of a weird twist on a wonderful life or something like where he's back. But it, you know, yeah. stuff is just they don't know. I just and like to that. be clear, because there's a comment. Right. And I understand like Angelica, like I, I get that. I'm not saying this needs to be the home life of Deadpool for two hours. What I'm saying is that <laughs> I want these people who have been important to that aspect of his life other than the slicing and dicing and also actually a part of that as well. I want them to figure to figure into a plot or beats in the movie. I want them to be important in some way cuz I mean, you know. So that's what I'm asking for. Yeah, I don't need him by the fireplace <laughs> uh, reminiscing about life for 2 hours. Yeah. That's a boring I, movie and I get it. I will say my personal wish is that the movie ends with him in the MCU kind of depressed and being like no one knows me here and then spider-man just swings in tom holland spider-man be like you too nobody knows me either and like they're just like 
And then he just, you know, like Ryan Reynolds just makes a kind of menage a trois joke about Sony, Disney, and and like Fox. It's just be like, yeah. The the one the one thing I'll say because I know this was a fear people had ever since the original two Deadpool movies came out was if Marvel got their hands on him, would they kind of Disneyify him and smooth out the edges? And even this trailer gave the indication, nope, that that's not going to be a problem. And we we know the one line when the TVA first shows up that goes. I don't know how you got that past Disney, but if this whole movie's going to be stuff like that, let's go. You know, he, they pull out the paddle rods, and he's like, "Pegging isn't new for me, but yeah. it is for Disney." And he looks right at the camera. He just looks at the camera, like, "Oh God." <laughs> I love that, but uh, no, I mean, Sean Levy, I, and I'm trusting Ryan Reynolds and Sean Levy at this point, and Hugh Jackman is Sean Levy. If you've ever seen Real Still, so like, yes, yeah, I mean, this is just a team I trust. And it already looks like significant enough. We already have on comicbook.com, Instagram, uh, a video of us just kind of setting up about whether this is going to be, because it was funny. We had that discussion on Friday about does this movie need to be the movie to save the MCU? And then Ryan Reynolds comes right out and says, I am, I am Marvel Jesus. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, you can always find, uh, yeah, there's a Marvel podcast we also work with, and I'm sure they have more in-depth discussions about Deadpool, the TVA, the possible villain, Cassandra Nova theories of it all, and, and all that. So check that out there. We do it all for geek culture, and we have many other trailers to talk about. Here's one that, because there's always like a trailer, and I didn't want to get into the two, into the weeds about this, but there are always trailers, and then there are those kind of Super Bowl spots that lead you to the trailer online. And I almost wanted to do a breakdown of each piece of each trailer. And towards the end, I think if we have time, I did a little bit of that, but this one had a great Super Bowl spot that made me instantly go, nah, I got to see that whole trailer and jumped in. And that was kingdom of the planet of the apes. And I think I put in the comic book slack, like, man, these ape reboots keep looking better than they any, than they ever have any damn right to be. Mm. I remember when I saw Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and I was like, with James Franco, I was like, man, this could, I was like, could, could this actually work? The origin of the Planet of the Apes, and they could maybe pull this off, and then they did a pretty solid job pulling that off. And again, this sounds like I was just already in for this. Like, within just this one trailer, I was like, yeah, I'm in for a whole new trilogy about this if we want to go there. Um, and the kind of ape bonding with human thing, but from the other perspective, it's like Tim Burton's... <laughs> Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes in reverse, right? But um, yeah, this is a real interesting kind of twist on the apes concept. It's nothing; it's not reinventing the wheel, but I think there's a good kind of story here about two people bonding. And I know there are going to be a lot of gross jokes, but I think they are going to nail the right tone between like a young girl and you know this intelligent ape kind of forming this friendship and and bond and stuff. But uh, I'm already in for this. So, what did you guys think? I just gotta love the uh, I love the Witcher crossover there. Frey Allen uh, is is in the mix here and is just like is that why I recognize position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's positioned to be a huge star. Uh, so I feel like this is great for her. I'm glad uh, that she's in another mega franchise. So uh, I I look the way these movies. I really thought after the Burton one that like, okay, they're probably going to give up on that for a minute. Cause I adore the original movies. Um, but like, that was such a bomb. <laughs> I was like, it's not, it's not going to work. And then they have surprised me at every single turn. They've really made this into a really legitimate, uh, thoughtful, provoking action pack franchise. So, 
uh i'm in until they kind of you know until they prove that streak wrong like i'm in and this looks like another strong entry uh so you know uh from i'll bite with a twist you know so yeah. i'm in on this this is a good trailer yeah i i think it looks outstanding i, I have questions like is circus still involved in this because it's we're obviously long past caesar and what all he did um, obviously, Matt Reeves isn't around anymore. He's a little bit busy with uh, another project that's a bit bigger. But, you know, everything I've seen from this so far tells me they passed the baton flawlessly. Um, you know, you look back at the old Planet of the Apes movies, once you get past the, you know, hey, it was the 60s and 70s, we did the best we could with makeup. Um, they went to some dark places, you know, fairly early on. So I'm I'm glad that this isn't trying to shy away from that. And we're getting to where we were in those original movies where, Humans right. are barely audible. The apes are fully in control. You know, who's whoever the good guy is, is typically the, the ape that's fine with humans and going up against the ones that really just want to wipe them off the face of the earth. Um, I thought that, Cope, you mentioned it. I thought there were a lot more trailers this year where it was, here's the 22nd Super Bowl spot. Let's, the two minute trailer is over on YouTube. And with this one where they just kept saying, what a wonderful day over and over, I'm like, that is chilling. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I That stopped me in my tracks and made me like, because I was working and I had to stop and just pay attention to that. And I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. And that made me go, yeah, I got to see this trailer now. Like that was, yeah, it was so well done. It's so chilling. Yeah. What a wonderful day. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I, uh, my, on, my only kind of wish for this movie is, as much as I love that trilogy that came out in the 2010s, I really thought War for the Planet of the Apes felt like too small of a note to go out on because it really just becomes a prison break movie as opposed to the title implies like all of humanity at war Ooh, with yeah. the apes. And it but, felt uh, like we didn't quite get there. And I did. You know, I want the oh, scale of this one to be bigger is all I'm saying. Sorry about, yeah, sorry about that. Um, I was saying that, Um, yeah, uh, I remember doing extensive press with Matt Reeves for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And I knew then I didn't think that were, they were going to ever surpass that movie because yeah. that movie is just, I mean, from Woody Harrelson to just like the beginning with just the apes to the awesome and forever epic shot of a, of an ape riding a horse with two machine guns through fire. <laughs> I never thought that war was ever going to surpass that. And I was, I was right. Um, Dawn of the Planet Apes is for me still the best of this entire yeah. series like ever. But um this looks good, and I was looking at the cast, like, yeah, Freya Allen, Kevin Durant as po as Proximus Caesar. So there's going to be some kind of connective thread, but obviously some perversion of what Caesar was. And he's described as a bonobo ape ruler who's looking for human technologies. So he's smart. Ke like Caesar. Kevin Durant is a multi-time NBA champion, Kevin Durant. No, Durant. Oh, uh, I'm like yeah, Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant okay, this? it did actually sound like Durant. I so I probably hit that a little too hard. Uh, there'd be a lot of logistical problems with that, but uh, we won't. Joining uh, another winning team, dude right. can't help himself. Oh, boy, boy, <laughs> I don't know if he has the hair coverage for that role. No, <laughs> oh god, here we go. Um, but yeah, it looks like a cast, and it's done by um West Ball, who did the uh, whatchamacallit, the Maze Runner. Movies, mm. I ah. believe. So, yeah, gotcha. this, this already sounds like it's in pretty, pretty solid hands here. So, I'm, uh, I'm all about it, and I can't believe again. I can't believe we're still being surprised by them being able to do another Planet of the Apes movie that makes me want to go spend my money on it. 
It's so weird. We live in a world where this series is putting Jurassic Park to shame. Oh, I'm just gonna say it. Even that's your cat my... came by to throw shade at that. Oh, oh that's a cat. that's a hot take, man. I'll, I'll, oh I'll boy, put the last three Ooh. apes movies up against the Jurassic World, whatever. So the hell will I? I'm not. I was just saying. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not outright movie. disagreeing with you either. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that's a that's a good. But we should put Ooh. that out on Twitter. We should put that out. That's yeah. a that's a good. That's a spicy one. We should do that. We yeah, that yeah. We're gonna we're gonna cut this one for socials. All right, let's go uh, to the next trailer. Matt, you want to? I don't have to do all these. I don't know why I'm doing all these. Matt, would you like to do the next one, please? Oh, sure. Well, Wicked Part One. Uh, we've been waiting to get a first look at this uh, for a minute. And, uh, you know, my, it was funny. So I, when, we, when this trailer hit, Anissa like stopped what she was doing. Like she was coming out of the kitchen for something or whatever. And like I heard the first like, hit of the soundtrack and she like stopped she literally stopped in her tracks and went <gasps> and just stood in place watching the entire tra- <laughs> watch the entire trailer and i was like all right and you went on social like i mean look uh you know the two main uh is it cynthia uh ervo did Ervo's i get the yeah yeah, yeah. and then yeah. of course ariana grande um having those two be your you know two big leads is already gonna draw a lot of attention but like man it they're captivating in this and if you're a fan a lot of people have been waiting for this a long time uh i it looks fantastic uh from from all intents and purposes it's it's still a small glimpse but just from a production value and you know the the talent involved i mean it's it's got me captivated i'm going to i'm going to see it uh i i want to see more obviously uh, but that's you could say that about every single trailer in this thing. It's supposed to get you hyped, and it and it worked for for me and for a lot of people. I I, I started taking temperatures on social and stuff, and from other people in the fam, and like everyone's hyped for this. <laughs> so trailer did its job. Uh, yeah, I, I was surprised how much this got me into Wicked. Like I was never into like the musical or that much or anything, but like, yeah, man, like this is actually looking really really good. Um, I was looking up who's behind it, and yeah, yeah no surprise, John M. Chu, who's a fantastic director, um, Crazy Rich Asians, Step Up 2, The Streets, the streets. Step Up 3D. Um, I love and, Step Up 2. Yeah, oh, we do. We all love Step Up 2. The Streets. Step Up 2 is so good. Harder. Like, yeah, we were like, oh, man. Like, yeah. That Timbaland, like, uh, bounce at the end, like, pff, oh, man, that's yeah. one of the best dance scenes ever. Yeah, oh, Brianna Evigan. Yeah, man, like that was just they were they were getting it in. <laughs> Those are good times. Mm-hmm. But um, no, John M. Chu, another great, I mean, solid director coming out of like the 2010s and you know, did crazy rich agents and took it to you know a next level with his career. So um, yeah, the production values, like you said, the casting, Cynthia Ervo just continues to astound me on like the range that this lady can nail and just completely like crush at every role she yeah. plays whether it's Friar like I've never seen her in a bad role. <laughs> no. And like whether it's a smaller TV role or just like a big film role. Like it, it's nuts how good she is. Like yeah, if you don't know her, she was in her one of her breakout roles was Harriet Tubman and Harriet. She was at Bad Times at the EL Royale. So Chaos mm-hmm. Walking, Luther Fallen Son, you know, in which she plays a a, a very good detective character. Yeah, detective character. 
<clears throat> detective character. I have not had enough sleep since this crushing emotional blow last night. Um, <laughs> and of course, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, which uh, Matt just reviewed on a recent art, uh, episode of our podcast. So, yeah, this looks good, Connor. What did you think? Because you so and I this... were still high off Wonka. We were yeah. we were went into Wonka, and we were also pleasantly surprised. So, bit of a background about me: a uh, bit of a theater kid. Uh, my mom got the original soundtrack to Wicked when it came out and played it nonstop in our car for about a year and a half. So I know every song. Um, I'm a little nervous on this one, not because of how it looks. It looks fantastic. As far as the cast goes, stuff like Ariana Grande as Glinda and Jeff Goldblum as the wizard, that is inspired. <laughs> like, if yeah. you know how the wizard plays in the musical, you know that's perfect. This feels about 10 years too late. This feels like this should have come out when Oz the Great and Powerful did. It should have come out instead of that, to be honest with you. This, I, I know, I know the, the film industry and the music is always very slow on the catch up to yeah. what's hot in musical land, like Rent coming out so many years after the fact of, and trying to bring back the original cast. And it's like, y'all are way too old to be in these roles now. Um, with me, what is it? Um, what is it? Ben, Ben, is it Ben Platt? What's the, um, the, the, the guy who shot that... me, yeah, that, yeah, 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 that <laughs> was the, yeah, yeah, who, yeah, who was also responsible for the Rogers musical if, for those keeping track. But as far as this one goes, it's also the, and this wasn't advertised well. Uh, this is a two parter, and you kind of know if you, if you know the story, at least the musical version, I don't know how much, if anything, they're going to take from the book. Um, there is an obvious halfway cutoff point. I just feel like that this could be this could easily be a two and a half hour movie of the entire story. And I'm worried that we're going to see parts in both now where it's like y'all are filling for time. And I don't want that for something that this musical has been around for a long time. It's incredible. I just I right. hope they don't botch it with this. And the fact that it's a two parter has me like, eh, I'm not so sure. But uh, everything I've seen, I don't know about the late I'm thing. About. I don't know about the late. I think that's number one. It's how it is for, as you mentioned, every single musical. Hollywood is not timely in no. that. They've yeah. never have been. We don't have a and Book so, of Mormon movie yet. So like, yeah. Right. Like they're, it doesn't, they're always late because they always go through development hell before they ever make it to the screen. And then on top of that, by the time, like, I always feel like I don't even worry about that anymore because honestly, for, for projects like this, Cats failed because Cats was bad. Was if Cats had been good that thing would have crushed and it, it just it it doesn't it's a timeless piece of of entertainment and art for and for musical fans which i am also one right like it doesn't matter i'm gonna go see one because it's timeless mm -hmm. and because if as long as it's good so it doesn't you know i don't think the timeliness part will affect that wicked is still has as rabid a fan base as any other, as any kind of musical project out there. So I, I, and people have been waiting for this. I, I think that won't hurt it. I hope it's good. And as long as it's good, that'll justify the two part thing, right? Cause people will be excited. They'll be pissed that they have to wait, but they'll be excited that another piece is coming and it's not a one and done. I don't think that'll affect it as long as it's good. I, I think it'll, it can move yeah. past that. Yeah. I think also you always have to factor in musicals like, and this is a weird thing about music that's unique to Broadway and musicals and stage performances is like your success, your own success delays your adaptation. Right. So like, <laughs> as long as your thing is viable and making money and Wicked has 
been crushing because you know they franchise that thing like mm-hmm. every city or down here in nashville was psyched when wicked came and like opened and did all that so as long as you can keep milking that ip you know as a stage performance for money like yeah it always slows down the adaptation because once you hand it over to a movie crowd like it completely you you risk the brand that way right because now the whole which wide audience can see it in this form and then it's harder to kind of create the magic for those non-theater people to come back and then get it from the actual you know yeah but if y'all remember from a couple years ago we had that pro shot of hamilton it came out yeah. on disney mm-hmm. plus i want more shows to do that me too we we put the original cast in amber and say this is how it was in its original run <laughs> and i wish we yeah, would do agreed. more of those because even though that took a lot even though I, I covid played a role in that but taking so long for that alone to come out i'm just like you know this, this could have been two years after it debuts on broadway that could have been on disney plus and it would have been an even bigger deal than it finally was when it came out mid-covid um yeah with this it's like one thing is the timeliness the other it's like this isn't a story that necessarily needs to be two two hour movies. It can be told in one, two and a half. That that's the only thing where I'm kind of like, I'm not sure. Yeah, but I think for the kids, they might cut it up to probably like an hour and a half a piece or something like that to get it to that younger credit. I'm not sure. So I'm I'm kind of interested to see what they're gonna do here and how it plays because I think Broadway and Broadway adaptation is still this kind of ongoing, fascinating process to me about like how they're figuring out how to kind of, like you said, I would, to me, I think it's still years behind that stage performances and major theater companies are years behind doing something like every year, taking like the biggest show or like the two biggest shows and doing like live events around the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, do one night, like streaming live events, like, like we should have done one for the Josh Groban, Sweeney Todd. We should have done one. Yeah, exactly. Like there's a lot you can do. And then just showcase one of those or like a footage cut of like the best of the performances or whatever. And as a big live event that everybody watches around the holidays and like that alone should help spark like theater attendance. So I don't know. We're out here fixing the theater industry, but I think we all want to <laughs> are curious to check out Wicked. Um, we're going to take a quick break, pay some bills. But when we come back, we got to talk about the trailer for Twisters, the Fall Guy and a bunch of the other ones that kind of came out in the mix on the lower tier. So stay tuned for all of that. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there 
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Welcome back to Comic Book Nation, the only show that does it all for geek culture and the official podcast of comicbook.com. I don't always get it right on the live show, but if you're just joining us now, we talked about the Super Bowl trailers for Deadpool 3, The Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, and Wicked Part 1, which sparked our unusual landmine slash grenade discussion about the theater industry. So, (laughs) and uh, that's the Broadway theater industry, mind you. All right, so let's uh, move on. Connor, you haven't grabbed one. Would you like to take the next one in, in, in the list? Let's go. Next up is uh, Twisters. Um, so here's uh, where You're I kind of Zora. Yeah, like, come on, nail this one. So one problem with this, I have never seen this movie. I have really? never seen oh, the, the original. original. Oh! I have never oh! seen the original Twister. I know. What? I lived wow. in Tornado Alley most of my life, and I have never. Oh, so he got the real life version. <laughs> I, it, you do kind of <laughs> live it, although. Here's here's the here's the dirty secret about tornadoes, guys, that they don't actually hit heavily populated areas. They tend to stay out where it's loose, where it's loose populations. Uh, The closest I've ever been to actually getting hit was here in Nashville, funny enough. Um, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, I was sitting in the I mean, bar, and I was, ago, I and was, we uh, watching it come down the street. <laughs> the, the one before COVID was the one where I was hiding in my bathroom and could hear it from a few miles away, and was like, "Okay, I've lost power for a week." Um, but this looks fun, Glenn Powell. I feel like it. It. I'm surprised he hasn't become more of a movie star already. Like I know he did the C- Sydney Sweeney thing that got everybody all kind of riled up, but I thought after Top Gun Maverick, this I was going to be everywhere. And he's not. So I hope this thing takes off because I still want this guy to succeed. Um, I will say not. I mean, you know, Glenn Powell actually is much more active than we think. Like he's he's actually behind the film or behind the scenes. He also writes, which is kind of like kind of crazy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he's actually he's doing some some other stuff. Uh. But um. yeah, he is still but uh, he's still finding his way. He's done. He has also that Netflix thing coming out this year, the Hitman, which is like this crazy true mm. life story that is yeah. going to probably be the next beef, maybe. Um, so you, keep an eye call on it Hitman, but he's not Agent Forty Seven, so I immediately lose interest. <laughs> That's funny. But <laughs> I no, it's, I uh, need the barcode on the back of his head. <laughs> yeah, and he wrote that one, and he wrote the screenplay with Richard Linklater of all okay. people. So, like, yeah, he's doing. I mean, this guy's making unusual choices. It's not like. He's not going the Tom Cruise route like I think a lot of them or the Chris Hemsworth route like a lot of us thought he would be yeah. with this kind of like looks and smarminess. But um, yeah, no, this guy's doing stuff like that, like really offbeat kind of unexpected stuff. So I'm kind of curious to see the Hitman and this this year. But um, I think if you've never seen the first one, like uh, and we th- this movie helped sparked a fierce debate in the comic book offices that almost got d- blood drawn, which was uh, oh god, <laughs> then go Paxton passed. Our arguments about yeah. whether he was a legend, an icon, or or what word you would use to describe him. Well, I say part of what made him a legend was Twister. Uh, I remember seeing this movie in the 90s. And you have to understand, this was like when CGI was really just starting to pop off. 
Like, and so the being able to pull that movie off and make a compelling movie yeah. out of it was like a small miracle of making tornado. And they off. really did. That's that whole, yeah. that actually holds up in a lot oh, of ways. Yeah. It's, it's impressive. I saw the um, finale the other day and I was like, get those little things into the sky, essentially to launch a bunch <laughs> of those little drones you see. Yeah. So the whole first film, when you see this trailer, Connor, just to kind of educate you is you see those little balls that they're like flying up in the sky in the beginning sure. of the trailer. Sure. Yeah, that was like the whole first movie. It was about developing the science to 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 have those map a tornado from the inside out and, okay. and pulling off the test. That was like what they were doing. They were and they hired Paxton Carrick, whose character who was a tornado chaser, the scientist, to help him to help them do it. And Helen Hunt, yeah. man, yeah, Helen Hunt, it was, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a exactly. it was a pairing. So this is I I I love the first movie. I mean, it's very much a. You know, it's not, I mean, I won't call it like a favorite all the time, but like, I really still enjoy that and look fondly on it. Um, And so I, I'm excited for this. This is, I'm going to watch it. I feel like I see Glenn Powell everywhere. <laughs> I feel like the dude's in like every other movie, but I'm not complaining because he's great. Uh, I, I haven't seen him turn in a bad performance yet. So uh, he's another one that, you know, I will, I will watch his stuff, but this is fun. This is just like blockbuster fun. I, I hope it you know, nails the tone because Twister did that really well in a actually kind of a small mini golden era of those type of like mini disaster movies that seem to kind of nail that tone. Yeah. Twister was one of the best ones. So I, I hope this does the same. Yeah, me too. Um, It's actually coming from director Lee Isaac chung and he did uh some of the episodes of he did an episode of the mandalorian season three he's doing star wars Sel uh skeleton crew and he did the uh, 2020 film minari which i remember from being on the awards kind of critical awards circuit but uh i don't think this will be kind of a, a big debut for him so congratulations to him because i mean the finished product so far looks pretty awesome um all right let's move over to connor you want to take the next one Let's do it. What is the next one? The Fall Guy. Um, yep, yeah, more uh, more Ryan Gosling goodness from you on this one. This is uh oh wait, wait, is that is it the yeah? Here we go. Yeah, more of the more of the so I feel like this is him playing off of the success of Ken and being like, I can just keep doing specifically this where I'm hilarious, uh, but deeply flawed, and everyone's going to love me for it, and this time. We're going to go back to some of the stunt stuff that I was doing it way back in pace, place beyond the pines, crank it up to 11 and throw in some character actors that everybody loves. And I'm all for it. The ice cream bit got me. I love that. <laughs> I love that bit so much. Was this made by the guy who made bullet train. Is that his next one? I, I will do one. some research for you right now. Um, yeah, I feel like. So I is felt... this. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. Uh, so okay so i saw the title and went oh fall guy like the old series the fall guy <laughs> and then and then i watched this trailer and went yeah okay those aren't the same thing uh so i was i had a preconceived notion coming into this and then went yeah that's not at all what i thought it was going to be however that's not a bad thing i love this trailer and i love like i feel like i'm gonna love this movie this is bat like I'm trying not to cuss, but like, this is like, just, you know, uh, craziness in the best kind of way. Aliens, that whole scene on the planet of him, like dual wielding. And then I love Emily Blunt. And when Emily Blunt has like great chemistry with someone, like, I just feel like they 
can make magic on screen right and so i i'm really high on this pair uh they're gonna play off each other so well emily blunt kills movies like this yeah and gosling is fun to watch even in the movies when he's doing this kind of thing and he's serious i mean i'm a fan of the gray man i really liked what he did there so like i i'm i'm pumped for this this looks fun as hell and the ice cream if there's more stuff like that that kind of just kind of off the wall stupid humor that i just adore i'm i think this is going to be this could be a favorite of the year if it if it lives up to what the trailer promises so yeah. uh, if, i'm all if, in on this man i this think that uh okay uh, all right uh let me just get this out um yeah i mean i think connor is right about the ken comparison like ryan gosling playing up machismo ironically is kind of funny but i also think it's a little bit of the nice guys thrown in this like which is mm -hmm. that kind of which is this offbeat LA, like very much LA culture kind of detective story about a very flawed detective. And Ryan Gosling's the more goofy kind of, you know, mess up detective, the less tough one. Um, and that was a great role for him. And it feels like this role is a combination of it. This is also directed by David Leach of John Wick and Deadpool fame and Deadpool 2 fame, who is one of the biggest kind of, you know, working stunt guys of his era, uh, right up there with another guy called named Chad Stahelski. Uh, and so this, I feel like is going to be one of his more personal films mm -hmm. as well, kind of showing us almost like Tarantino's, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, which I recently rewatched. And I love the cliff booth side of that film a lot more when I rewatch it, just about like what it is to be a Hollywood stunt man and like mm -hmm. how bizarre your life is and what a weird person you kind of have to be to do that. <laughs> like his whole story is this guy just does this stuff with his body it's like what's close backstory oh he killed his wife and you're yeah. like well like and it's like always some kind of thing like that right some dude living in some like weird trailer like yeah it was a weird life story so i feel like this is going to play up all of that and david leach has a unique inside look to really make this funny and offbeat and, and kind of great and just the marketing is funny i mean the whole thing where they're just like it's ryan gosling and emily emmer mf and blood and they just have her like yeah it's like they're obviously having fun and winking with this so i'm, I'm already feeling the fun myself if this sticks the landing the the progression from drive to the nice guys to this will make an all-time triple header Oh, TikTok's going to be trying to cut them up into the same universe and be like, they're all part of one universe. And Place Beyond the Pines, it's the Ryan universe. <laughs> and so I can't wait for that. All right. Um, we've done all the main things, but like, I guess uh, we'll take a couple minutes just to run through some of these quicker things that I put in for uh, time permitting. Um, I won't take too long on it, but FX kind of went up big in the Super Bowl by putting up their highly anticipated new series, Shogun. Uh, they put a spot there leading you to a extended trailer that was released a day or two ago. And Shogun's right up there with like the top of my highly anticipated TV for 2024. The James Clavel novel is a classic for a reason. It is one of the best books about epic kind of, it was Game of Thrones long before James R.R. Martin ever came along. If Game of Thrones was set in feudal Japan. Um, and all the politics politics there. So if you loved Blue Eye Samurai and you want one that kind of is more, you know, just a more realistic, like kind of fictional bend of history, this is what, that's everything Shogun is. Um, so be sure to check out that trailer and that series because we will be covering that on Comic Book Nation. 
Uh, one of the other ones I loved was the if thing where they got Randall Park. Uh, yeah, if in the like I said, Ryan that looks Reynolds so made, good, man. Ryan Reynolds is a marketing master, and just doing the if trailer with Ryan Reynolds and quote unquote John Krasinski bringing in actor Randall Park to <laughs> so to just reference something from the <laughs> Office to like twenty years ago. Uh, that is still like this now running gag because TikTok has kind of like rediscovered it is is genius. Like and it, and it's just they commit to this bit so wholeheartedly uh, that it's so just good. it's so good. And it was good in the office and the fact that we're still doing it when Randall Park is such a bigger actor because it worked in the original office because you had no idea who that guy guy was. He was right. some dude they played that Jim and he, was a prank. <laughs> and he um, clearly he was wasn't Jim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not, but it works because that's why everything with Randall Park works. He has that mm -hmm. kind of like charm yeah. to him and the nice guyness. You could believe him. Am I real? Is this really Jim? Like, am I just been really tripped out and racist this whole time? <laughs> like, um, but to play that up for for as a theme for this movie, which also looks very good and yeah, definitely one I want to take my kids to see. For oh sure. my god, it looks so charm. Like, it looks so charming. It's just. I mean, I don't know. It's just the movie screams fun, and like I, I must go to theater. You know, I'd see this by myself. I mean, I, this is this looks fantastic, but it's you're always looking for movies to take your kids to, and yeah, this is a must. It's already penciled in the calendar. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, yeah, I gotta yeah. see this. Oh yeah, already on the calendar. Um, other one I I thought was really good was Despicable Me. Kind of, they released their trailer way earlier, like weeks ago. But they faked us all out with this super serious because the Super Bowl had a lot of weird, serious commercials, right? Jesus, I mean, people, one of the themes was if Jesus got this advertising budget, we need to talk about taxes was like one of the hashtags of the night because of all the religious themed commercials we got. But um, I think that Despicable Me gets the points for the fake out commercial for doing the AI art and having us all be like, oh, boy, mm -hmm. where are we going <laughs> with this? And it's just the minions. And I was just like, this is so stupid, but I love it so much. It's brilliant. Uh, it's yeah. brilliant. So <laughs> Loved it so much. So good job to Despicable Me. And, uh, yeah, we have that full trailer. And then the trailer's great too, right? Like yeah, it, yeah. I didn't need one for Despicable Me. I mean, when that I was sucker was announced, show me a yeah. gag and I'll go. Yeah, you know. it's great, but like the fact that they went so all out for it and then also produced a great trailer was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Like I, I Bob is a member of this household. All right, <laughs> <laughs> there are certain minion characters that are just like part of the extended fam. I I love this crew. They're so great, and I'm so pumped that like they're still going out of their way. You know what I mean? To think th stuff up. It's it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, this is like one of the bigger arcs we've had for an animated character for where Gru's been and the whole Gru <laughs> life story and universe fleshed out. The minions fleshed out their universe. Like this thing is nailing it down harder than Game of Thrones. Wow, we have a lot of real social flame war statements in this episode. <laughs> We're just making <laughs> the minion universe is stronger than Game of Thrones. All right. Uh, and finally, just as a mention, uh, obviously we're not going to put it up here, but The Walking Dead, the ones who lived did an ambitious marketing, uh, you know, a bold little marketing move. They put out a halftime show of their own with nine minute kind of featurette of the cast and crew talking about the series. Uh, we've already talked about it and talked about the trailer for the series. I know this is going to be one we're back in to kind of check out. We've also have a lot of extensive 
comicbook.com interviews with the walking dead the one who live uh, the ones who live cast and crew where scott kimple also hinted that he's looking to do his own avengers infinity war endgame style thing because uh when you look at it there have been seven of these series if you can believe that the walking dead fear the walking dead uh the walking dead the world beyond tales of the walking dead daryl dixon uh dead city and now the ones who live right um, but most of those series are about people, our favorite survivors from the main series, splintering off and doing their own thing. And there'll be a Daryl and Carol thing coming up. So all of them coming back together for an event would be something I'd definitely watch. So, oh man, uh, can you imagine if they brought Shane back into that? Just find a way. Just do it. Just find, find a way. No, 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 no. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, I would love to see that. So check that out if you haven't. Um, we have that on comicbook.com too. Speaking of halftime, let's close out the show. What you guys think? What you guys think? I feel like it kicked into a high gear when little John showed up and seeing Ludacris still having the afro, which I swear he I haven't seen him wear since like Fast and Furious 2. Yeah. That was when it was fun. <laughs> yeah, it's been everything up until that point. I was like, eh, he's kind of getting overshadowed by whoever's joining him on stage. Like Alicia Keys Ooh. pops up for a second. I'm like, okay, well, no, why isn't she doing this? But then oh. it's I don't know. It I, I've seen some shows where the backup track is kind of doing the heavy lifting on the singing while the performer is dancing. Right. Uh, I unfortunately saw a Jason Derulo show that did exactly that, and it was universally panned. Um, but yeah, but Usher was singing. He, he was, singing, was singing, but it, yeah. it felt like he was more about the movement than he was the actual songs because he kept jumping from song to song to song until we get to yeah, and then they absolutely nail it. And I'm like, okay, no, this is why you're here. So yeah. yeah, but like, oh my, because it's he, he has so many hits. That's why I have to. Yeah. That's why I had to jump from that. Um, I don't know, yeah. man. I thought when uh, when uh, okay, here's the thing though. I love my boo. That's like one of my favorite songs. Ooh. I am a lifelong Alicia Keys fan. So when she came out, I lost my mind. But it wasn't because like she was stealing the show. I just I love that. Like also her bringing like that was an amazing yeah. oh, cameo. Yes. Like I, I think the guests killed it, but I think I don't think he was ever overshadowed. I mean, I, I he went through all he th went through a lot. Not all of the hits, right? Because he's got too many to fit yeah, into okay. a thing. But I still thought he let it burn. Confessions, like you start getting into, you know, those. I wanted to hear him. I did, uh, and then of course you're gonna end with yeah. You know, there's nowhere else Ooh, there to was end. So many bets on the table. I was in so many heated debates on whether. You open with yeah or close with yeah. Everybody knew it had to be one or the other. I was like, yeah. it would have been dope if you just had it completely dark. My theory was like, you just have some lights start going up like boom, 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 boom. Like that would have started everybody up. But I like that uh, he started with, uh, what did we start with? Um, can Loving, uh, Was it Love in This Club or was it? No, that was in the middle. Uh, I forget. Oh, I can't name, think of the name of the song. I'm blanking on what he, up, he, he got Yeah, it. I was caught up. Yep, that's right. Caught up, caught up. Yeah, caught up, caught up, which was, uh, I didn't see him starting there. I thought that was going to be in the middle, and then, but it was like still enough of a hit I that I was just like, mm, it, yeah. I still wanted yeah. you to remind me up top. That oh, would have been a great way to start it and then just move classic, into the other stuff. But yeah, the young kids are too, I mean, that's it, way my way. He didn't do my way. He didn't do nice and slow. Like, man, there's well, all the, like, Usher's yeah, got hits. The 90s. You can't go back, though. That was too far. I got but, it. Like, just... his son helped him plot it out because he needed to keep it for the TikTok. But he needed to cover it. <laughs> he had to do, he had to slow it down for, like, the older black. Like, like you know, he had to do a lot. But yeah, I he had to do a lot in that. I just started I, I laughing. Say, 
because he's in my top five. I, I will say Usher, and I'm not trying to order my top five, but that's like Michael Jackson, Prince, uh, one of the Beyonces. The I love the Snoop and Dre one, and I love this one. And uh, yeah, there's been some other ones in there that I thought were right outside the top five, like Shakira stuff. Is, you know, yeah, kind of nice. Like, yeah. This anyway, in my lower top ten. But did anybody else start laughing when uh when they start playing Let It Burn? Everyone just starts pulling up old Boondocks gifts. <laughs> i was like oh my god oh man that is a good no, one too. yeah oh <laughs> could have been worse could have been mario to producer rich i also wanted lovers and friends but i feel like that was too atlanta like we were getting too in the streets of atlanta for lovers and friends like mm. i feel like that's a big song but it's a big song with like hip-hop crowds like he was trying to keep it on some of the bigger mainstream hits, which, you know, I thought, I Oh my God, got buried a little bit actually. Cause I thought it's that would be a bigger, it would go off bigger. And it, you know, I was, I was kind of, uh, I was hoping I for the Nicki Minaj guest as well, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, that didn't end up happening either. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought he would throw in at least like one of off the new album too, like good, good or something like have 21 Savage or somebody come out like that. Yeah. And like, but um, no, I knew that. Oh my God! And yeah, would be a medley. I knew that. I, mm -hmm. I was because I was like, if you don't start them on either end, like if you don't have, oh my God, as an opener and yeah as a closer or flip flop it, like they would be kind of a mix of his biggest because there is universally like his two and, biggest and hits. Probably. Props to them for just letting little John play turn down for what for like a minute. That was insane. <laughs> that was great. My whole house, because my son, that's like the song, that's like our anthem song in this house. So my whole house did not turn down in that moment. We turned up. That but, was good. Uh, it was yeah. Great. Yeah, that was great. All right. All right. All he's right. at we least in the it. top 10. He's at least, I don't know if he's top five. I'd actually have to go and like actually go look at the list because it's yeah. big, right? But he's oh, in yeah. the top 10 easy. Uh, I don't I don't know if it's top five or not. I got to look at it. I've been having this debate today because I remember Michael being the one that got me interested. Like, I'm old enough that Michael Jackson got me interested in the Super Bowl shows. But, I mean, God made it rain on Prince during Purple Rain. So, yeah. And I it, feel like the universe that, already That's kind it. of the perfect performance. But, like, yeah, like this falls somewhere for me in, like, the, like, it's not 10th, but it's right around there because it's, like, the ones you mentioned, then like Lady Gaga had a great one. Bruno had a good one. Yep, I sure like right. the weekends one, given it was the COVID era. So one, yeah, no, I like the could do. as a TV one. The, That's the one I yeah, got my the Shakira J Lo one is high on my list. I love oh, yeah, that, that one. Good. I thought the they Latin did such one? a great yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really it. people because people talk so much trash about the one, but it was a lot of hate. That mm. was that Latin takeover. Yeah, that was a lot of hate on that one. But no. Yeah, they've. I mean, there are a lot of good ones. We should go back and uh, we should go back and, and watch. Yeah, we should do a ranking on that now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe this weekend or maybe on Friday. We, I mean, if we don't have anything else to do this Friday, we can get stupid on that. Why not? There, well, there's definitely nothing else coming out this week, especially from the 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 Spumac or whatever they call them, the Sony thing now. Oh no! Oh no! No! I, I do believe oh. that might be this week. But I remember having this debate in the Amazon while my mom was researching <laughs> deadly spiders. Yeah. All right. So we got to be back on Friday. That's a good. That's a good time to shift over into program notes. Uh, we are Comic Book Nation, the only show that does it all for geek culture. We are launching all kinds of spin out and bonus episodes for every subject in geek culture because our main live show on Fridays can't hold it all. We did. We do timely things like this, wrapping up Super Bowl trailers every Wednesday. Matthew Aguilar pulls the biggest comics of the week. And now, because some of you screamed at us, some indie ones, so we can do the pull list <laughs> where we have big comics discussions. Every Thursday, we're doing Quick Save, 
our gaming focus show where the gaming team pulls together the biggest gaming topics of the week and gets goes into a deep dive on those. We just talked about Disney uh, teaming up and getting into the Fortnite universe while me and Matthew Aguilar are doing quick save bonus episodes for Halo season two. We are recording Halo season two episodes and we have to schedule another one of those right after we do this now that I think about it. But we are talking about each episode of that show as it comes out. Plus, whenever these guys have big things in wrestling and elsewhere, we are doing not only big shows for that, but interviews, all kinds of other stuff. Be sure to subscribe to the Comic Book Nation YouTube page and subscribe to us on your favorite platforms. We are on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple, and Spotify. All right, guys, this was a crazy Super Bowl. It was a great game. It was a lot of trailers. It was a lot of work to do during the game. But as always, it's good to kind of play Monday morning quarterback with you guys and uh, break this all down. Real quick, out of everything you saw, what is the thing you are now, which movie did you come out of this most anticipating? Let's go around super quick. Matt. Uh, man, I think Fall Guy. All right, Connor. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. They have not let me down once yet. And I was also Planet of the Ape. So there you have it. All right, let us know your favorites. We will see you guys out there. This is Comic Book Nation. Peace. Later. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.